Kathy Campbell. And I'm Julia Scott, and there are good things. Every week we share our tiny joys, something good in the news, and a general good thing that will hopefully make your day a little better. Julia, what is your tiny joy for the week? My tiny joy this week is Miss Fisher's Modern Murder Mysteries. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. So it's this show about this lady detective in the 1920s in Australia. And she's like super glamorous. And like she has all these crazy adventures. And she has a sort of will they won't they with the police officer. And it's just it's just really like pretty and silly and wonderful in the best way. And so now uh, it had a number of seasons. And I, if I remember correctly, there's going to be a movie that comes out around Christmas this year where they go to Egypt, I think, which is very 1920s. But last year they came, I don't know if you would call it like a, a reboot or a sequel or something, but it's a mini series of four episodes and each of them is an hour and a half long that's set in the 60s. And it's her niece who, um, because the main character, Franny Fisher, has gone missing in the jungle, uh, which is kind of just also very glamorous. And so her niece inherits her house and all her possessions and discovers that there's this um, there's this group, the, the Adventuresses Club, that her aunt helped found. And so she becomes a part of that and like becomes a private investigator also. And so because it's set in the 60s, you still get kind of the same things which like these amazing costumes uh and also like there's no internet and there's also very lax uh sort of attitude towards actual police procedure so like she gets away with you know being there touching all the evidence uh and also nobody can just like google information so they have to sneak in ever it's just it's so fun it's so fluffy and it's so pretty and it's just like i felt like i needed that they don't seem to have gotten renewal for a second season, which is very sad. Um, but maybe they'll be Aww. they'll be back again in the eighties. I don't know. But it was just I just I really was like I needed that. It was just like a fluffy little cupcake. That's amazing. I love fluffy cupcakes, and that sounds yes, so uplifting and happy. Yeah, so I can recommend both both those um, versions of the show. What's your tiny joy this week? My tiny joy comes in the form of Animal Crossing and more specifically a six hour tour that I did with friends around everyone's island. Um, We did a Zoom chat where we toured around and viewed everyone's islands and we watered everyone's flowers and we like saw what they had and what we might want and, and it was so frivolous and so exhausting, but it filled my soul in a way that I didn't know was empty. Um, mm-hmm. Having that that human connection, and I don't think I ever want to do that long again. But maybe smaller, <laughs> smaller things like somehow I I don't even know. It didn't feel like six hours. It was only when we like. We're like, okay, we're done, you know, okay, bye. And we realized that, like, I had missed two meals. And, like, (laughs) it was just absolutely bananas and exactly what I needed this week. Yeah, it sounds like it. I've kind of, for for a while, even before the the new game came out, but especially after that, for a while, I was like, I kind of don't want to play because I so appreciate the out of context Animal Crossing con- the content that comes up on my feeds where I'm like, okay, turnips. I understand nothing. 
<laughs> and then a couple of weeks ago, uh, my husband wanted to play and we started sort of playing together and it's too slow for me. I don't know if it's because also I'm not taking my ADHD medication right now. So maybe I just like don't have the patience, but also part of me is like, wait, this raccoon just tricked you into subprime mortgage. What's going on here? And I'm like, I <laughs> but have But there's all these no problems. interest. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I still, I still really appreciate the sort of confusing Animal Crossing content on my feeds. So maybe I'll start playing later, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is a good news thing in the news, Miss Julia? Well, I like robots and I like music and I like music about robots. And now I like music by robots. Uh, <laughs> a number of engineers at the Georgia Institute of Technology have designed the first musical robot. I mean, it's not technically a robot. It's an AI, um, but uh, an AI capable, not just of like playing music, but creating it. And I guess like, it depends on what your idea of creating is, but this um, AI called Shimon, it started as like a simple MIDI interface and it changed into a robot that could compose and perform music because that was like the goal, not just to make one that could follow notes and follow instructions, but would create sort of, again, depending on how you see it from scratch. So it got like an, a bunch of music fed into it, everything from like progressive rock to jazz to rap. Apparently you rap battled someone in a YouTube video. I'll see if I can link it. And then it uses like all of this, the music that's been pumped into it and it uses algorithms to come up with new music. Like it composes music of its own. And it's not just like, I mean, again, depending on how you see art, anything can be music, but like it composes music that human listeners actually appreciate that like does something to them. Um, so now there's uh, uh, the latest version, like, they call it a singing robot so it can even listen to human performers and improvise along with them in real time kind of like it's part of a experimental jazz band and while i'm not the hugest fan of like freeform experimental jazz that is still really cool uh that the this team led by a man named gil weinberg that they basically like made an ai that can make music which is just really That's cool wild oh my gosh the the sheer technology technological advancements in that like mm -hmm. being able to scientifically choose how to, like what the human ear enjoys listening to and and that real time option is just bonkers wow absolutely bonkers Anyway, robots. Cool. <laughs> robots that make music even cooler. <laughs> right. So tell me about something that's also cool. Something that is also very cool uh, is cotton candy. Although I guess it is not it's, cool. It's hot. No. Yeah, it's hot. Um, so cotton candy... The original cotton candy could be seen in um, Spun Sugar, which was an extremely labor-intensive, hardcore, only fancy people got Spun Sugar because you had to keep the sugar at a certain temperature so it didn't boil over, it didn't burn, but it also didn't harden. And you would, like, whip it up really good, and then you would, like, drizzle it over things. So you could wrap it around, um, people would do, like, around broom handles or, like, decorate it around 
pieces of pastry and just made these super fancy concoctions. Um, And then in 1897, the funniest part about this is the fact that um, machine spun cotton candy was invented by a dentist as well as a candy maker. Um, and it was which, made which for... sets off my like foil tinfoil hat. Person was like, "Oh, he wanted like sugar that would stick to people's teeth so that he would have work." I right? get it. I get it. <laughs> so I, I I read that and I was just like, "This is amazing." Um, and they created it specifically for the 1904 World's Fair and marketed it as fairy floss, which is now what it's called in uh, Australia. And it's mainly called candy floss in other places, um, as well as a variety of other names. But it's this machine that just whoosh, spins it really fast. It keeps it nice and warm um, so the heat can be nice and steady. And it just kind of spits it out so you can gather it together, put it on a stick, and magically have this fluffy cloud of sugar. Do you want to know what's called in Swedish? Yes. It's called sockervad or sugar wadding, like things that you stuff things with. <laughs> That's perfect because if you've ever like seen at carnivals or sporting events back in the day when we had sporting events, um, the big bags of cotton candy, they look so awkward to carry. Like having, if you're ever like, I would like that green one, please, which is like underneath five blue ones and a pink one and you're like okay so you have to manage all of these bags with cotton candy and get them out of the way just to get that one they're super lightweight of course because it's a lot of air and it's a lot of like sugar which has been sprung out so it's very lightweight but it just is so awkward and wadding is a perfect name for it that's incredible (laughs) so Other than the deliciousness of this treat and the fact that it gets everywhere, and if you've ever had a child that eats it and it's a colored version and it really gets everywhere, the creativity that people have taken with these machines and the artistry that can be made with cotton candy is just incredible. So if you look up Japanese street cotton candy or cotton candy art, or any of those variations of words together, you will go down this deep, dark dive of some absolutely incredible work. So they have these machines now where you can pour different flavorings or just different colorings into the machine. And as it spits out the cotton candy, it can then change colors as you like use up the amount that's in it. So you'll have layers of different colors. And then they take these wooden dowels or chopsticks or some sort of stick items to carve it almost and like push in and pull out. And you can make these incredible flowers and hearts and animals. And it is magic because it's... (laughs) I, I cannot even logically understand how someone can say, you know what, if we do three seconds of blue and then we're going to do three seconds of pink and then three seconds of yellow and do this for about two minutes and then I'm going to pull here, push there and whoosh, it becomes this 
masterpiece that they then sell and gets eaten. People's brains are incredible with what they can create. So I highly, highly recommend you go down that deep dive of the cotton candy art and see the oh, magic that can be produced. Have you seen Have you seen the video of the raccoon that is trying to wash the cotton candy? Somebody's given it cotton <laughs> candy and it goes to the water and it just disappears. And it's so sad. And, just like, and it's just like, but I, 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 I have the thing. <laughs> there's also this amazing video where there's an aquarium with like an, um, or some sort of glass cube. Uh, and there's just like an inch of water at the bottom or even like, and they're just tossing cotton candy in and it just disappears immediately. Like, and it's just more and more cotton candy and it just disappears. <laughs> just like, how do you, how do you eat cotton candy? Do you like tear it off in sheets or do you like tear off blobs? I, I tear off blobs. Um, usually because I'm sharing it and so I don't mm-hmm. get to hold it. So I'll ah. pull off a, a, a chunk of it. And that's what I enjoy. We'll we'll get that bit. Although there's a bunch of different flavors that I think I need to test. I also discovered a bunch of fancy um, cotton candy companies all over the world that you can order special flavorings from. Um, oh, yeah. There was a video recently. There's this Irish channel, YouTube channel, where they try things. They try weird foods and weird alcohols. Nice. And they tried weird flavored cotton candy and was like pizza flavored. A uh, bacon flavored, oh. a uh, hot dog, like ketchup and mustard. It was just, I was not, I was not too sold on it. But like the best one I think they had was peanut butter and jelly, where half of it was purple and half of it was you know brownie orange. Um, wow. But yeah, that was weird. I, I'm looking more at like champagne and Ooh, birthday yeah. cake and pineapple and matcha or strawberry shortcake, like. There's a bunch that I there, really... It would be fun to do it kind of like with with, like with Jelly Bellies, where they have, you know, the recipes for combining. If you're yes. like, well, you know, if you have one coconut and one pineapple and one something else, you get a pina colada. Like if you had different flavors of cotton candy and you smushed them together, like from... That sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm, right. a, I'm a, I'm a sheet list. puller. I like, you know, because okay. like, they are sort of you know they're they're wound up in sheets it's not just like layers and i like pulling right. them off and then eating them like that which i think is actually probably bad because it gives you a much larger surface they can then stick to your hands and face right that's the thing about cotton candy. like you're everything everything on your person down to your knees is going to be sticky it's going to be sticky and it's going to be so difficult to get it off because it's hardcore sticky and it, oh my goodness, it's, it's rough. It's rough, but it's so good. So yeah, good. So worth it. Absolutely. Um, what's a good thing in the news? So I am sure you've seen a variety of different videos um, that have come out of like dancers doing a dance together that's all like cut pieces from the same choreography. So you see them in their location or makeup artists that like, they do, do the their makeup thing. and they do the brush thing. Yeah. So this week something came out and it was started by Zoe Bell and it looks like she's the one that created it. And she is this incredible, incredible stunt performer where she, d- they did this series of fights 
with a bunch of people that are stunt coordinators, but also some actresses that are, it's just incredible. And basically they're kicking each other's asses and it's beautifully done. The choreography is incredible. Where they're like kicking the camera person as if it's the person that they're fighting. And it like cuts to the next person getting thrown back and then they do whatever they want to do. And there's water involved. There's puzzles at one point. Like, it's just the choreography is just incredible, and the amount of planning that went into it is just absolutely bananas, and it's incredibly done. Yeah, there there was actually a video like that also with stunt people. I think about two weeks ago, and I think my favorite part of it is that because it's not just fighting, it's also like the the sort of pratfalls and injuries that not just the punching, but like, you know, they fall over and they thump their head on like a branch or a table or something. Or go downstairs. Yeah, exactly. Like the things that are also you have to do a stunt thing because pretending to get punched by someone who's not even there. I mean, it's very cool in the choreography and editing sense. But then when you're like, oof, no, oh my God, he fell on, you know, he fell on the thing. That's painful. And they do it. And it's just, yeah, that is a very good thing. Yes. Yeah. And there are always good things. You can share your good things, good news, and tiny joys with us at thereareGoodThingsPod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter as PodGoodThings. Our show notes are at thereareGoodThings.com. And if you want to review us in the places where you do that kind of thing about podcasts, maybe tell a friend. Uh, we would really appreciate it. See you next week. Bye. Bye.